Hello and welcome to the Creative Scramble. My name is Carl Thompson and today we have a slightly different podcast episode for you. We're joined by Creative Director of Depixel Films, Kieran Edwards. Say hello, Kieran. Hello. <laughs> so I actually interviewed Kieran over a year ago when he used to work at a different creative agency and I'm going to talk a little bit about our backgrounds and how we got to where we are today. So essentially we are a video content production company. We specialise in sports, lifestyle and food video for a variety of brands and agencies. We're not simply two filmmakers that came together to make more films. We're actually from very different backgrounds and have a very different set of skills. So this podcast is hopefully going to give you an overview of how we combined our skills to increase our offering to clients. This is actually an open discussion, so we'll both be asking questions about how we work. So just quickly, I'll give a quick background about myself before I hand it over to you, Kieran. So I've been a professional camera operator and filmmaker for almost 10 years. I've been playing with cameras destroying cameras, uh, making films from the age of 13. And although I went to university to study film production, a lot of my practical filmmaking skills have actually been learned on the job and simply by doing. I've been very fortunate as a freelance camera operator to work with some of the biggest brands in the world, some of the biggest production companies. I've done pretty huge TV commercials. I've worked on a couple of dramas. I haven't actually shot a drama myself, but I've worked on them on, on large sets. And I've been able to travel all over the world doing some really, really cool stuff. It was about two years ago that I actually decided I want to step up from just being a sole freelance camera operator and I wanted to build a brand and a business so Depixel Films was born. From there I started reaching out to brands directly and to agencies offering full service productions from concepting ideas through to pre-production, production and post and then finally delivering some actual content. It was quite a slow process of transitioning from white labeling my camera operating services to offering full productions. I was kind of doing both and it was quite a tricky process, but the productions were scaling up and the freelancing was scaling down, so I was going in the right direction. I then took on an office space at Manchester Shout Project, which is just around the corner from Manchester City's football ground. It's a really cool like, creative hub. We've got two, two steel shipping containers kind of shelled out and welded together and with a big cool neon sign on this side. And after a couple of months of being in there, Kieran Edwards started work. So I'll just pause the dead pixel story there Kieran, if you could just give us a bit of background about who you are. Yeah, so I think my background is probably completely different and coming into this from a completely uh, a different angle to yourself, probably being more involved on the sort of strategy, creative side, um, and not having as much of an idea as the production side of things. So that that's kind of where uh, it's opposite for me, and that, that side's been, been quite new. So I started out, my degree was in, was in music technology, um, kind of got a bit of a love for more media um, on various projects where we had to make little films and then do all the sound and foley for them and things like that. Um, and out the back of uni, got a job um, for a, a company, it was called Galaxy Optical, which was basically the white label of Tesco Opticians um, doing their content. Um, but with it just being me and the team, um, it was kind of, I was creating little product videos myself uh, in a little white box and then actually getting getting them out on social, so kind of picking up the social side, uh, and then ended up going into a job at um, Cheat and Bell JWT do it as a social media manager and kind of worked from there for, for sort of a couple of agencies really uh, before going, uh, I'd say freelance, um, and then joining um, a creative agency in Manchester called Shoot the Moon. So I think my, my background then sort of started to build in the more strategic side. So I was coming up with concepts and pitching things into clients uh, from actually talking about why we're doing this and who we're targeting at and, and what's that user journey for the consumer. Um, and kind of spent a lot of time for probably the last six, six, seven years doing that. Um, but I think 
I was always still very hands-on uh, with content and content creation, working with the photographers, designers, videographers, etc. And I, th I think that's kind of, I always felt myself drifting back towards towards that area. Um, and then kind of obviously entered Dead Pixel and, uh, and things changed dramatically. So have you had any official training in terms of like social media, social strategy operations or anything like that? Or is everything you've learned very much hands-on? I'd say I'd say very hands on. I think the the early early days of my career um, at at Cheetah Bell, um, I learned a lot. Obviously, they're they're part of WPP, so it's a big group. There's a lot of policies, a lot of ways of doing things, and there's a lot that I, that I picked up there. Um, but I think still being very early in the digital age, I think I quite quickly realised when it came to content. Um, that there was a lot of focus on TV and that's great, that's their bread and butter, but a lot of brands were spending money on TV and still questioning what return they were getting. Um, but then we were sort of spending far, far less on social content with a good page strategy and reaching the same, if not more, amount of eyeballs on, on content. Uh, and they were actually starting, especially e-commerce brands, to see a return from that. So I think that's where... Um, it was at the time I, I was very much probably one of the only people in the team that understood what we were doing. So it was it, at the time it felt horrible because it was like, wow, there's a, there's a lot of eyes on me, a lot of pressure. But it meant you had to learn quickly and try and fail and try and fail and just keep going and, and, and building from there. So how did you end up in video production? <laughs> yeah. um, I think I say over the years and, and joining the sort of the last creative agency that I worked at, my position probably trans transitioned more into um, a sort of business figure within the agency um, in the role of ops director um, and just through my sort of career of setting up on my own and then joining another business and helping build a new revenue stream I'd got very interested in in the sort of business side of things so um, looking at the actual P&L and the profitability of jobs and, and how we sort of um, how we build a culture and, and lead staff and get the best out of their skill sets and so on and I think that's something that's always um, been a real passion of mine and been really intriguing um, as well as the day job of actually sort of creating content so I think um, Deb Pixel was an opportunity to um, really push myself creatively and get back to being creative uh, and working on video productions which is something I think I've always wanted to do uh, but also um, work with yourself and, and sort of running a business and still still filling, uh, still filling that side of it and, and getting some sense of achievement there. So what is your, so what's your day-to-day -day role now? I know the business has changed an awful lot since I first started it because as a freelance camera operator, I would often just turn up to a job at the precise time I was told to be there. Um, I would bring all the equipment, I would do the shoot, um, I would transfer all the footage and I would submit an invoice and I would go home and that would pretty much be the end of it. Now the fact we, just so people know that Kieran and I both co-run and co-own Dead Pixel Films. It's just the two of us full-time in a, in a little shipping container. Uh, and we're both going at it in terms of pursuing new business, uh, producing, directing, shooting, and, and editing and delivering content together. Tell us a little bit more about your day-to-day -day role. I think it's, it's twofold, as with, as with yourself and, and many other sort of people that, that run businesses. I think the way I look at it is, whilst they all sort of muggle together and, and you don't really have a, a nine to five, um, five days a week, I kind of look at it as a, as a day job and an evening job. So my day job is as creative director. So that's working on the actual projects that we do uh, from a creative standpoint and, and making sure 
Um, not just that, oh, look, this, this looks good, should we try this, should we try this, but that things are actually fit for purpose. So from when we get a brief for the client, if a concept's going to be used on, say, YouTube pre-roll or TV on demand or just on Instagram TV, um, that we're thinking about the framing, the creative, um, the concept, the speed of it and everything based on who's going to see it and where they're going to see it and working with yourself as a DLP to sort of bring that to life. So that's kind of what I would class as the, the day job is, is that, that creative element, but with that kind of strategic experience that I've got from, from a past life, as I say, and then the evening job, as it were, is looking at, as you said before, building that brand and the sort of business development side of it. So um, as we are a small, nimble team at the minute, there isn't um, a lot of people to manage. There isn't all that side of it. Um, so it's kind of a lot of a lot of new business and building our offering and our proposition. So like we've, over the last few months, we've really sort of uh, built up the website, built up all the content, sorted our credit decks out, worked out what we're offering. Um, and, and it's not that that wasn't there before, it's just actually because the offering's changed slightly, it's putting it into a putting it into something that, that people really understand uh, and, and get and that clients go, right, I can see where they, they fit in. Um, I think conversations we've had a lot of the time is, you know, there's, there's productions that need first AD, assistant directors, this, runners and so on and, and quite a big career and you can see the difference when you have all those people in and, and what difference it makes and it is needed in you know drama and a lot of high-end TV productions. Um, there is a bit in the middle of that where there's high-end social content that can be filmed without the need for that massive crew and I think that's where we start to come in and so the last few months really and a big part of my role has probably been shaping that up into a nice little package that help people understand right okay well if we go to the pixel this is what we get this is the value that we get this is how much it costs um and and sort of put that to them and it seems to starting to be take off a little bit now yeah yeah, yeah. i mean the value that you really bring to the table that i've noticed over the last couple of months is really sort of having a purpose behind the content i mean my, my job previously was purely to make stuff look and sound amazing. The actual strategy behind it was not my, uh, wasn't really my skill set. So I'll probably be the first to admit that I have sometimes let the points slip aside a little bit and focus very much on making it visually stunning um, without necessarily thinking about what, what's the point. And, you know, hopefully together we can kind of rein that back a little bit. <laughs> I think just, just on that, I think that's what, uh, without blowing our own trumpet, it really makes us uh, quite unique and, and have a, a slightly different offering is, like you said earlier on, we're not two filmmakers just trying to t- trying to make films and, and make the best of it with, with a couple of couple of cameras. We've, we've got a great deal of kit that you've built up over the years, but I think we've got though, you know, I'm probably pulling it one way, you're pulling it the other way, and where it meets is actually something that ends up being really high level, really creative, but but very much fit for purpose. Yeah, I mean... I hope so. Yeah. Why do you think brands and agencies are actually listening to us? I think because there's been, as with everything over the years, there's been a, a massive shift in um, in what people need from the partners and suppliers that they work with, um, and we're not trying to replace other people or cut anyone out. We're just we're just offering something different, and at, at some points that's it, it hits a nail on the head, really. And I think there's there's a, traditionally a lot of production companies and the way I understood it and I, I'm learning more and more now uh, as we go but previously being on the sort of creative agency side of the fence um, the production companies would someone was someone you'd approach if it was this big production it was a big TV ad you need this whole crew and so on and I think there's still a lot of brands that, that probably think that but then when they realize when they go to a creative agency um, if it's 
if they've got an idea, they might have some of the brands we work with have creatives in-house, they have marketers in-house, they have social media managers in-house. So all they need is the execution, but going to some uh, agencies might add on, you know, there's a, a quite a lot of people in the process, then they outsource it to the video team. And if, if they're not a specialist in video, there's quite a lot of markups on that cost. Um, and I think what they're realizing with us is, we're, we're the technical guys, we're, we're gonna film it, make it look good and edit it and make it right. But we've got that understanding uh, of what you would get also from a creative agency. Um, so it works quite well. But then on the other side of it, we've got creative agencies that are looking for partners that are more than just a freelance cameraman, as you say. Um, and actually when they talk to us about a brief, we understand it and we can add to it and we can, we can help them in that way. I think what I really enjoy is seeing the, the whole process, the whole project going from start to finish. Yeah. There's so many productions that I was a part of where I would often just shoot and hand over the footage and never ever see it again. You know, it might end up on Chinese TV somewhere, it might be on some corporate website or on some internal comms. And, you know, it was kind of a bit of a shame really because I was going through terabytes of data a month and I never really saw the finished project. And now that we own a brand, we were able to pitch ideas to clients and, and try different things, actually see the whole project from idea all the way through production to the final deliverable was actually really, really fulfilling. Yeah, it's amazing. And I think I do I do like that when we pitch those ideas in and we're talking about it in the office and, and passing around and probably over a game of table tennis now and then. And then you, next day, you know, or a couple of weeks later, whenever it is, we're actually on set and we're physically uh, shooting and directing something that we were talking about weeks before is an unbelievable feeling. It's not that, um, you know, in, in previous roles, sometimes I've come up with a concept and I've pitched that concept in, um, a client's bought into it, but there'll be maybe five or six other people involved in delivering it. So what I originally imagined isn't, isn't what it ends up to be. And I think that's, that's fine because sometimes it, it can be far better than what I originally imagined. Uh, but from a selfish, self-fulfilling point, it's great to be able to, to see that, that through all the way through. Um, as a question for you, what what's making you what what what's um what's made you want to go down this route now in terms of filming more at what I would describe as commercial content um, as opposed to the the route that a, a lot of DOPs go down in filming drama? Um, I mean, firstly, I've never actually been a DOP on a drama. Let's just clarify that. Um, but the reason I decided to go down more of a, a video marketing route than necessarily a narrative route is because I wanted to be more hands on. You know, I've I've worked on big sets and and I found that. Um, they require a lot of people on set uh, for these really, really big productions and the very specialist skills that people have. And I found that, you know, say if you're a gaffer, for instance, your job is purely to, to assist with the lighting, to, to rig the lights and to, to assist to do DOP. Now, I I just found it wasn't hands-on enough for me. I felt like the days were dragging and I wanted to be involved more creatively um, rather than just sort of being involved in the rig. Then, you know, you find there might be a lot of standing around and went to do your bit and then there's a very heavy d-rig and that just wasn't really something for me you know you yourself take on a lot of the creative directing roles but we actually still work as a team you know i i chip in with direction you might chip in with oh what do you think about this shot how what about if we move the camera over here so we do work well as a team and i find that that's a really nice dynamic and i just really really enjoy the days that way that's just the way we work and i think we'll always want to collaborate as a team and if people can work with us um, everyone's ideas matter and that they can contribute so you know just because you're a runner doesn't necessarily mean you can have shit ideas yeah exactly well i think one thing i've always done, found especially when working um on jobs in the past is that sometimes people think that you know the ones with the ideas are with the people that are the most experienced uh, but one way you have to look at it is um sometimes 
uh, younger people often get overlooked as you know, you know they're not as experienced or they're a runner or whatever. Um, but those people are probably the ones that have spent the most time consuming content um, on social media and so on. So you might have someone that's a marketing director at a brand and, and he or she will know their, uh, know their business very well. Uh, but one thing they may not know is, is how, how best to sort of engage with an audience. And they might think this looks great because it looked great five years ago. Uh, but we often find that, you know, I've, I've been on shoots before where someone's just suggesting, oh, what about if you do this? And you just think, yeah, why not? And I think that's because with this small, nimble team, we, we can do that. You don't always have to stick to everything that was planned before the shoot. And uh, quite often things you spot on the day make it better. Yeah, yeah. Another thing that I really enjoy about building a brand is that it's scalable. You know, as a, as a freelance camera operator, there's only so many hours in the day that you can physically work. Yeah. So, you know, I would turn up, I would do my 8, 10, 12 hour shift, whatever it was, and then I'd pack up and leave. There was no way of doing any more than that, really. There's not two of me. So I found that it, it wasn't scalable as a business model. Um, I was limited by the amount of hours that I could serve. And I've always wanted to scale something up. So now we have Dead Pixel. Um, you know, you could go on a shoot on the same day as me going on a different shoot on the exact same day. And because we both understand brand we're both trying to achieve the same thing yeah we're able to do two productions on the same day or more that are completely in line with the brand so you can't necessarily do that with the with the freelance role what would you say you enjoy the most about building a business i think it's, it's probably corny as it sounds is uh, being able to sort of make decisions and then and then see uh, a positive result out of it and what i mean by that is you're not um, you're not limited to, to someone else's scope. So if we want to come up with an idea for a client and um, we want to do that, great. If we want to over-deliver on that, we can. Um, if we want to actually say, you know what, we've, we've not got anything on for the few days, so for the next few days, so let's take that project we've just done and create some real great content out of it that's going to help us with our marketing. We can do that and then we, we, you know, we do that. We put content out there um, and as we've seen, we, we've, we've literally, which I've never experienced before, we, we've got you know, decent scale productions out of Instagram <laughs> because we've put content out at the right time and said the right thing and shared it with the right people. And we've got, we've got messages through from, from brands that have said, oh, you know, can you speak to us about how, how you do this? And, and it's led to projects. And, and I quite like that uh, we, we can make those decisions um, and we can do that. And if we want to be in the office working on things, if we want to be working from home, if we want to be, um, you know, we've, we've, we've done shoots before where we've, we've drove, driven down the night before, stayed in a hotel and just because we can, we've sat there bouncing some ideas around that we've kind of sent to a client that night and the next day got a brief back. And it's just that sort of buzz of, of you know, not, not just doing your job that day and that's it. Uh, is kind of doing little things and kind of waiting to see if something's happened out the back of it. And when, as soon as you get someone, contact us and say, look, we want to go ahead with this, that feeling is, is, is amazing. It's almost like a little adrenaline rush or, you know, you get a hit of endorphins when actually someone actually signs off on a brief. Yeah. And the other thing as well, to be honest, is, is probably actually solving problems. There's some, there's some times where we are thinking of whether it's looking at cash flow and things like that or actually how can we get transport certain props we need to a shoot and there's little things where you think ah this could go wrong uh, it's actually quite exciting um, to figure it out and to, to sort of work it out and sometimes we you know we bounce ideas off each other sometimes we might get help from someone else that's got more experience you know how would you do this uh, sometimes we just come up with something on the spot and, and think of it but I think when when you solve those problems uh, you kind of go home feeling like oh I've achieved, I've achieved something today yeah yeah so slightly aside from, from what you're saying, I just want to say what I'm really enjoying at the moment is actually marketing um, a brand. We are essentially a video marketing company yeah. and 
our job is to either you know entertain, engage, or inform somebody or communicate a message of something through the form of, of video. And I'm actually enjoying marketing our own company. You, you, we see tons of competitors where you know they say they're a video marketing company or a video production company, and great, they can they can do that service for for other brands, but they, when it comes to doing it for themselves, it's actually piss poor. You know, you might go onto their website and then. You see a showreel that's whilst it's twenty twenty today, you might see a showreel that says twenty fifteen on it. I'm thinking, what are you guys doing? Yeah. So what I'm coming around to understand is is the importance of, of brand. Yeah. And I know some people can be quite picky, like oh that panto needs to be perfect, but it's the attention to detail that people really pick up on and people do notice. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where um, I think like other conversations we've had in the past is there's not a set way of doing things. And I think a lot of, uh, for, again, from what I understand, and, and there's a lot of production com- companies that add great value, but a lot of them, like you say, are they're a production company for directly agencies. And they don't need to necessarily go market themselves because they've got plenty of work coming in. Um, but but they're not necessarily um, building their, their sort of brand as such because they're not always on the front line with the client. Um, they're sort of fulfilling ideas that have been put together say by the creative agency and whilst whilst we kind of sit somewhere in the middle of that i think because it doesn't doesn't need to be that way um it also doesn't need to be that to run a production company um everyone in it needs to come from a production background um i think we're breaking that norm a little bit where we kind of just add in add in something different so this is potentially quite a tricky question but i'm just curious as what you think the the future of video content is looking like you know, we, we do a lot of like two, three minute edits and then maybe a 15 second Instagram story and then maybe like a six second ad. So do you think the content's getting shorter or do you think there's opportunities for, for more longer form content? To be honest, I don't think there's a, there's a specific direction that it's going to go in. I think the mistake a lot of people make is that there has to be an answer. So, right, it's going this way in 2018 and in 2019 it's going this way and in 2020 this way. But... I think it'll be, you know, heavily dictated by by the brands and what they want to do. But I think all of it will keep pushing. I don't think the the style of content will change much in terms of whether there'll be more demand for short or long form. I think what will change though is the expectation and, and quality. Um, I think we went through a period where um, it was quite difficult for people to to sort of get work because all of a sudden everyone had a camera. You know, everyone um, everyone could pick up a DSLR and all of a sudden everyone was shooting content. And there was a bit of a period around sort of 2016, 2017 in social content where it was quite hard for agencies because there's a lot of freelancers, a lot of students as well that were, you know, the good ideas, the creative and the coming up with content. So it's quite hard to justify the cost of what you're adding in them when they're when you're an agency bringing in your art direction and all the other parts to it. Um, I think now we're on the other side of that. I think, um, and people like us and are becoming a more, you've got a production company with a much slightly more nimble team. Um, there's a standard to meet. And I think now that that's the boom a little bit again is that that standard will start to pick up. So people doing stuff on a little DSLR, you know, on, on a table in a restaurant might be great for some brands, but I think there'll be a lot of brands and businesses that will be striving for higher level of content now because they realize it's not, um, you don't have to pay astronomical cost to get there. Yeah, man. I mean, I think just the quality of content that we consume on a, on a regular basis. You know, you look at the likes of Netflix shows or uh, HBO series, you know, they're putting out really, really high-end, high-production value, 4K quality content. Mm. Um, so what we consume regularly is, is, is really, really high-end, it's really up there. So why, when we look down to our phone, should we expect it to be dog shit? You know, I think brands are 
expecting a certain level of standard now. Exactly, and I think that's one of the things um, why it's starting to work to work, work well with what we're offering is, you know, we're shooting on cameras uh, that are the same cameras they're using to produce some of these shows on Netflix. Um, and, you know, they're not, we're not shooting on a camera that's a photography camera that you switch into video. We, we, we're shooting on, on FS7s, Reds and so on and, and Phantoms. And it's kind of, we're getting to the point where uh, that content, like you say, that it's quite easy for us. You know, we're, we're turning up without this big team, without this big production and we're shooting assets that are six seconds, 15 seconds or so on for social on that level of kit. Um, all of a sudden, that that kind of raises raises the bar a little bit as that becomes um, becomes more achievable. Yeah, I mean, do you think the average Joe can tell the difference in quality, or do you think that's just us being like film and video nerds? Nah, I think I think you kind of think I think some people would see, uh, especially when on mobile, with a lot of content still consumed more on mobile, some people will you wouldn't always see the difference. I think when you get to certain uh, it depends on the subject that you're shooting. Sorry. So if you're, if when we do a lot of food, um, the food is the hero. The food is is the is the thing that you really need to sell in that in that narrative. So if the if the clarity of the food um, isn't amazing and, and the sort of resolution of that isn't amazing, then it, it's not going to do his job as well. And the amount of times I'd be rich if I had a pound for every time you hear someone say we want to shoot this like an M&S TV ad, um, and you've probably heard it yourself. And I think what that is is because people see that and they go it's the feeling they get when they see the food it's that food porn vibe it's that kind of like oh that was amazing and that doesn't necessarily come um because they've they've done something really wizardry that, that other people can't do uh, that just comes from good lighting you know you've got to know how to use the kit but good lighting a good camera um that can be achieved with the sort of skill levels that companies like the size we have can could do um and I, and I think now there's a lot more people doing stuff that's kind of is like an MS TV ad. They were just way ahead of the curve. Um, but that that TV ad now, whilst they might not tell the difference between something shot on a little DSLR and, and maybe um, a, a bigger camera um, for most content, when you stack up, um, you know, some yolk drizzle oozing out of an egg, for example, on something between those two, you're going to see a difference in that. So one thing I was going to ask you, I know you mentioned earlier about how coming from a, uh, a sort of, I'd say more film storytelling, drama side of, of production into into sort of commercial content, you kind of have that balance between what's the story you want to make look great and actually against the maybe the objective. Um, what's kind of been the most difficult thing in adapting to that? Time is never on my side. <laughs> you know, it's, it's true. Like you look at some large like, feature films like Lord of the Rings took four years to make. Um, not saying that we're making Lord of the Rings anytime soon, but we are often up against the clock um, for the productions that we that we work on, and I actually quite thrive on it. You know, that I quite like working to a deadline and having having that kind of pressure and be able to think creatively on my feet and be able to deliver when things aren't always going your way and you don't always have control over location or the ambient lighting. And it's about being able to deliver. And high end content is becoming more and more the norm, and the amount of deliverables that clients are expecting from you know, a day or two shoot is becoming more and more. You know, I can think of a recent job we did for a London-based uh, food brand called Pippin Nut. They're like a, a peanut butter brand. So we we got a last-minute brief to do some pancake day recipes. So we headed down to London on um, on a Wednesday night. We then shot all day Thursday with a minimal crew. There was myself as a DOP, I had a camera assistant, you yourself directed, and we had a, 
a stylist and then obviously there's the client and, and then some influencers on camera and we shot five uh it was five recipe videos in 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 the day and you know firstly you know it took a while to get rigged up and we couldn't turn the lights off because oh it's a showroom we can only dim them to this point and all oh, these strip lights can't turn off so they're giving us a horrible reflection so it's like what, what can we do let's gaffer tape those up let's flag those lights off let's just do what we can with the space that we're given unfortunately one of the influencers was slightly was slightly late so that put us back before we'd even got going um but somehow we managed to you know get through all the content actually finish early um and what was once we got into the flow of things actually it all came together really nicely we worked really well as a team um, we then drove back to Manchester and we actually had to start editing pretty much straight away. We were making proxies overnight. We were editing all day Friday, all day Saturday because Pancake Tuesday was the was the following week. So it was only a few days away and the client wanted to run ads for the product ahead of time so that people would be inspired by these recipes and they would go ahead and buy the product. So we had to edit all day Friday, all day Saturday and doing amends getting feedback from the client very very quickly and being able to jump on that and tweak that and I really really loved that kind of the speed and the agility of it and of seeing okay here's the shoot here's the edit here's it's delivered and here's thousands of people loving the content yeah and then the um the the heck shoot that we did the heck sausages and the Frankie and Benny shoot were both very similar in terms of the amount of assets that, that came out of that shoot and that seemed seeming to be a bit of a trend now with, with a lot of the clients are working with um again sort of Moving on, but sort of similar question then from from move, making that sort of transition into more commercial content. How do you find it when um, obviously the way of working is very different? So for people listening right now, the way we all tend to work is there will be you know some form of storyboard or narrative um, and a shot list that we'll have created beforehand. So on the day, I'll tend to be working through that, um, art directing those, color be shooting them, making sure we're getting what we, what we've planned and lighting that up. Uh, obviously, when you're shooting drama and there is a big storyboard and there's a script and there's everything to it when you're shooting stuff on the day and things capture your eye that weren't necessarily um, on the list or you want to try and maximize the content how how is that sort of mixing in a plan and shoot what you see that way of working how do you find that i find it exhilarating i mean we try and storyboard or shot list as much as we can but it's those happy accidents that are uh, i do really enjoy where you know the there might be some perfect light that comes in through through the window or you see some action you think oh that's gonna look great uh, shot 100 frames or maybe with a slow shutter for instance and it's been able to think quickly on your feet that I, I really enjoy and thinking and just seeing the shot and I guess that I guess that just comes with experience so what you're saying is you love it when I'm just like Cal can we just can we just can we just yeah I mean I don't mind it I mean I, you know it, it is what it is I, I love I love shooting so that's fine as long as we have enough memory cards <laughs> So there you have it, a bit of an insight into the Deadpixel film story and how we combine two very different skill sets to increase our offerings to clients. Check out some of our latest work at deadpixelfilms.com and thanks for listening. Peace.